Winnipeg Jets fans, it's been a strange past couple of weeks in uh, Jets free agency and rumor mill news. We've been waiting for all sorts of stuff to drop, whether it's the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade or apparently the signing of Nazem Kadri. All of the surprising stuff and not much news to actually follow it. We'll take a look at why the Jets might be interested in Kadri and what updates around the league surrounding Dubois have surfaced and what this all means for the upcoming season. All on this episode of tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline. It's where the game starts. On tonight's episode, there are a couple of orders of business to get through. Um, the first and most interesting one that I thought would be worth exploring is the rumor that Nazem Kadri has been linked to the Jets in free agency. There are three teams, including the Jets, that have been rumored to be apparently clearing cap space for Nazem. Um, and, and while Kadri is a very interesting situation, I have two very different thought processes surrounding whether or not the Jets should sign him. We'll talk about what those, uh, I, I guess, thought processes are and also update the Pierre-Luc Dubois situation because we got some interesting insight into what took place at the draft in Montreal just a week or two ago. Now, first off, let's talk about Kadri because this guy is one of the most highly touted free agents on the market. He just won a Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche. And, you know, despite having an injury that held him out for at least part of uh, their playoff run, obviously Kadri has been throughout the regular season an absolute warrior. He had one of the best seasons of his career. And, you know, Kadri, he's looking for a huge raise, right? Um, but you're looking at a guy who's 31 getting into 32 years of age. And after dropping a pretty monstrous season well over a point per game on a team that is super deep, obviously Kadri is kind of ready for the next phase of his career, which is probably the end of it, right? This is the last chance for, for Nazem to really get a major contract extension. And so he's kind of got to put all of his chips in one basket and hope that he can sign a bit of a blockbuster with at least one of the main contenders. For the Jets, I think he presents one of the most interesting free agent signings and one that I wasn't really expecting the Jets to be in on. Kadri's uh, projection right now is somewhere around six to seven years. And anywhere from like eight to nine million, I think is probably what I would call the fair range. Um, I would say most likely it's going to be around eight to eight and a half million for seven years, which look, that's a really freaking long contract. And of course he is getting close to uh, 32 years of age. So by the time that his deal runs out, he's almost going to be 40 for the jets though. Here's like a, a I guess what I would call the vote in favor of signing Kadri. 
for a long time, I've been banging on this drum that the Jets aren't ambitious enough. You know, the free agent signing period that we've seen so far has been just depressing. Winnipeg really hasn't done much of anything except sign some depth players. And, you know, they've basically indicated they're fine running it back. We also heard that Blake Wheeler was potentially uh, on, on the trading block, but then it all went silent. And recently we found out that apparently the Jets didn't want to retain salary on him, which, look, you just can't do that. Uh, teams are cash strapped right now. Nobody's got money to sign or trade uh, a massive player like Wheeler, who's kind of at the end of his career and not really as productive as he used to be. I, I know that Blake obviously is still a pretty appealing player for a lot of teams, but not at like eight and a half million uh, with a couple of years left. So yeah, I mean, Winnipeg, you know, what, what exactly is the plan here? Now that it's kind of come out that Kadri might be um, on the move towards the Jets, he's waiting for three teams to clear off cap space, including Colorado, Winnipeg, and New York, um, the Isles in that case. It, it starts to have a few pieces fit together. Kadri for the Jets is obviously a massive upgrade. Winnipeg's forward unit is pretty bad, let's be honest. It's it's good in terms of some really good star player names like Shifley, Ehlers, Connor. No one is ever going to debate that. But the problem is, is, as you start rolling down those lines and you get out of the top six, you start to see some really big problems. The depth is just really poor. Um, and it's not that they have guys who don't really fight for the badge or, or try hard. It's more like the Jets just lack a little bit of extra skill that teams like Colorado continually turn over and bring in to make them a true contender. So Kadri for me is an interesting one because he would slide into the second line very easily. And I think he would be a very good player for the Jets. And most likely you'd get, you know, four to five years of pretty quality performance from him. The question is, you know, how long would he stay for? And I think that that one is a harder question to answer. Let's just assume, though, that the Jets are trying to swing for the fences this season and really go for it. I think the case for Kadri is very simple. You're signing one of the top offensive free agents in the entire class this year. You're getting a guy who is a gritty, hardworking forward with a great shot, great offensive awareness. He plays with that edge that Jets fans love. And Kadri is a supreme creator. There's no question. You know, there's no getting around that. He is one of the top players out there in this free agent class. I mean, he was one of the biggest fish. And if the Jets are very serious about gunning for a playoff run of some sort, one or two years um, with this this remaining group, then a guy like Kadri is basically a must because in all likelihood, the Jets roster is going to start thin, thin, thinning out over the next year or two, which leaves Winnipeg with a lot of holes and Kadri would very clearly slot into Winnipeg's top six and give them some security down the middle for you know several years to come. But obviously, this kind of signing is super risky. And if you ask me, I think I've kind of decided that I'm, I'm more against it than I am for it. I'll talk about why I think that this particular free agent might not be in Winnipeg's best interest. Some of the reasons might be a little bit surprising for you, but others are probably in line with what you're, what you're expecting. Uh, obviously I'm a huge uh, fan of what Kadri can bring to the ice, but you know, with where the jets are at, obviously the case to bring him in is a little bit more complicated. And we'll talk about why coming up in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our partners that I mentioned at the top of this episode at betonline.net. Betonline is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. I've personally used BetOnline myself, and I'm not even a big online better. I don't know much about scoring lines or odds or anything like that, but 
you know, even for a complete newbie like me, they made it super easy. All I had to do was sign up for a free account. Um, they let, let you kind of mess around with the website and get used to it. And they give you lots of helpful insights and ex explanations for all of their different tools, all of the options that you have. Again, even for a newbie, it's super easy to get into. And, you know, I, I cast an easy bet on a Bundesliga match. I actually won it. But, you know, a lot of you are probably interested in stuff like Major League Baseball, NHL action, whether it's regular season or the playoffs. If you're not into that, they've even got stuff like Triple Crown Horse Racing, uh, you know, of course, NFL Futures, which are coming up this season, and everything in between. But they've also got Vegas Casino Games for those of you who are a little bit less sports inclined. They've also got all the, the scores, podcasts, and news you could possibly need, so you'll always stay up to date on the latest action around your favorite sports all the time, 24-7. To get started, go register for a free account at betonline.net uh, on your laptop or mobile device because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Uh, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are talking about the Nazem Kadri rumors, and uh, earlier I mentioned a case for signing him. In just a moment, we're going to take a look at a case maybe not to bring him to the Jets. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out something that I think a lot of you should be uh, very interested in. Uh, a lot of you probably watch the NFL. And if you're looking to kind of get ahead on the the top 50, of course, for this upcoming NFL season, uh, we're going to find out in just a little bit from um, one of our great podcasts. Locked On is going to give you a head start on which NFL stars are going to move the betting line the most. Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. You'll find this available July 18th on Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So be sure to drop them a follow and a subscription. And of course, uh, you know we really appreciate your support, and we hope that this guide helps you as you start to, to prepare your fantasy football uh, lineups. Now, pivoting back to the Jets and Kadri, obviously this is a complicated question. I like the idea in concept for a team that's like a really strong contender and it's just one piece away from really cementing that lineup and making it a true championship caliber team. The problem with the Jets is that they're just not anywhere near that. And if the Jets had been a little bit more aggressive in free agency, bringing in guys like Rudolph Spousers, um, maybe somebody like Dylan Strom, a few other players who are, are really good value signings and can quite frankly solidify a top nine around a major acquisition, I'd feel okay about the Kadri signing. The problem for Winnipeg is that they basically did none of that. Uh, the Jets, again, like I said, brought in some like fourth liners, some AHL depth. And look, if they actually move Wheeler's cap hit, uh, for one thing, it's going to require some pretty significant loss for the Jets. I'm going to imagine that one of their top prospects is going along or they're sacrificing a pick which if it's going to be Heinola moving along, I'm, not, I'm honestly going to be pissed. Um, the whole Heinola situation with how the Jets have handled him and developed uh, a talent like him, it's just inexcusable. I think Winnipeg for years has been content to draft really good players, and then not many of them have actually graduated to the NHL level. Not that all, all of them were ready for it necessarily, but uh, Heinola was one of those rare kids, kind of like Perfetti, where you know he might spend a, a season or two at the AHL level but the way that his brain works, the way that he processes the game, the only way that he would have really improved is getting regular, consistent NHL time. That's the only way that he would have gotten the timing and spacing down, and he just was never really given the chance. If he gets moved as, as part of the Wheeler deal uh, to bring in Kadri, I can't say that I'm really thrilled with this. 
I I like Nazem, but I don't like where the time frame is in terms of what he would do for the Jets. Now, the other way to kind of look at this is you're swapping out Wheeler's cap hit for a player who's a lot more well-rounded and honestly, at this stage of his career, a lot more productive, uh, you know, in, in the two-way game and in his offensive creation. So I think that that's a fair argument. If you're going to use like eight and a half million, you know, might as well get a really good player with it. But I'm looking at the rest of this roster and I'm not really sure where the rest of the goal scoring support is supposed to come from. Um, and, and the Jets are going to be losing some skaters here pretty soon. Uh, Mason Appleton has filed for arbitration. He'll probably still stick around on a cheap deal. Uh, I, I don't know what his arbitration would be, probably just over a million or something. But, you know, the rest of the depth, I, I mean, they did lock up Jansen Harkins for like two years at 850 k per, which is, you know, cheap. But again, none of these players really move the needle in the way that the Jets need them to. If you're gunning for Kadri, you actually have to surround him with a good supporting cast. Same way that you would with your top liners like Ehlers, Connor, and Shifley. And yet the Jets just really haven't done so. And I ask myself, what exactly is the point of all of this? Are the Jets even in on Kadri seriously? I, I don't know. I would assume yes. Uh, Elliot Friedman was the one who reported this apparently. But all I can say is, you know, the Jets for years have never really shown uh, an impetus for true success in the way that they should. They built a really great core through drafting. They actually got some of those guys to graduate to the NHL level. They were very productive. They actually supplemented that core well, and it led to a Stanley Cup run. And then after that, they just sort of abandoned the whole plan, and now we're here. So is Kadri really going to change all of that? Is that going to be the start of a shift? Or is this just one last gasp for a team that, quite frankly, has disappointed and underperformed and underwhelmed for years? I don't really know. All I know is I'm disappointed that we're here at this point. We've spent years with this team hoping that they would build a true contender, and they did for a bit, and then they just never really gave the team the support that it deserved. It's time for the Jets to give back to the fan base that's been really loyal to them, um, though you might imagine that a rebuild's not going to seem like that on the surface. But if they're serious about a playoff run, then it can't just be Kadri. It's got to be a whole cast of characters uh, and, you know, they're rapidly running out of time to build this team into something truly special. So we're going to have to keep an eye out for the next couple of weeks. Kadri obviously is is trying to play the market here. He's not going to be cheap. He's going to be asking for a long contract that goes well into his uh, late 30s and almost to when he's 40. So for Winnipeg, they're going to have to tread carefully, and hopefully they make the best choice for the team and for the fan base. But I'm not going to harp on that anymore. I think you kind of get the sense of what's going on here. Um, I'd be curious to know what you think about the Kadri rumors, though. Be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter or in the YouTube comments below. I'm sure a lot of you have some complicated thoughts. Um, and, of course, Kadri, he's always been a controversial player. But, you know, for the Jets, I really can't see any reason why he wouldn't do a pretty darn spiffy job in a Winnipeg Jets uniform. But... Uh, enough about Kadri. There is another center that the Jets are trying to deal with right now. We'll talk about what exactly transpired between him and the team uh, in Montreal just a week or so ago in a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts in tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much for joining us on our discussion of offseason matters. Of course, Winnipeg is embroiled in plenty of stuff. They've they've had to search for a new head coach. Um of course, there's a lot of players that they're trying to figure out in terms of free agency. They've had guys coming and going, and and now they've got a bit of a, a drama. One of the biggest players on the team, Pierre-Luc Dubois, 
is very much indicating that he wants out. I know that people on the, the comments have previously said, well, why are you so eager to trade him? Well, I, th- I think Dubois kind of making that very clear why he wants to go somewhere else. And as he is an RFA and his deal is expiring, the Jets have options, but not as many as you would hope. So um, Montreal has been his target destination for a while. He is starting to make it very public. Uh, his agent is making a, a lot of overtures about it very publicly in the media, both in Montreal and in Winnipeg. And now we got an interesting story that uh, PLD and his family were actually at the Montreal draft thinking uh, that the deal was going to be closed. I think Winnipeg indicated that the Habs had an offer on the table that was close to what the Jets were looking for, but ultimately the deal didn't go through. And so Dubois is now back, I guess, in Winnipeg or something. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) bit of an awkward situation, right? When you're going through a messy divorce like this, Obviously, uh, it's very tough for the fan base. From my own perspective, I'm I'm not happy that he's doing this, but also I've always been a fan of like labor or, or worker rights. And I feel like, you know, NHL players, especially drafted ones uh, who are under the age of 25, don't really have a lot of rights to determine where they go. So when one of them exercises it to the fullest, I have a hard time being angry about it. I would say I'm more disappointed than anything. I was hoping that he would be signing here long-term. Um, I, I'm sure Montreal has always been his true destination. I don't know if he's forcing his way out now because he's you know, frustrated with Winnipeg being a bit of a dumpster fire or if he would have done this regardless. Probably he would have done this anyways, but you know, whatever the case is, it doesn't really matter what his reasoning is. The end result's going to be the same. Montreal's offer of Dvorak plus like a lower second or a third round pick or something and maybe like a B prospect is just not good enough. I think the Jets have asked about Suzuki. Apparently there have been three to four untouchables that Montreal is saying Winnipeg cannot have. And I'm going to guess that most of them are not really on the level of Pierre-Luc Dubois' ability. So, you know, for the Jets, I honestly think Chevaldeoff can afford to be patient here. He'll sign maybe some kind of a qualifying offer or a, a, a separate contract agreement or something and uh, sit here for the short term. And then at the trade deadline, you know, Winnipeg is going to auction off Dubois skill to a, a team that's looking for a truly elite rental. And then from there on, it, it's no longer Winnipeg's problem. I look at this whole situation and I just feel like it sucks, but you know, we should never have been really super attached to begin with as much as I wanted Dubois to sign I was also uh, aware that, you know, he came under not so great circumstances and he was exchanged for another player who wanted out from the Jets. So if Dubois also wants out, I I can't really get upset, I guess. But at the end of the day, this just points to the fact that I think, you know, when you're looking at all of the moves that the Jets have to do, now they might have to account for PLD either being out this year or uh, sometime at the midpoint or end of next season. And if you're trying to make the playoffs, doesn't really seem that great to have one of your top centers asking for a way out. So all of this points to me thinking that, again, the rebuild is probably the best long-term option. But the Jets are just going to try to force it for the next couple of years. I think that that is very much their time frame. And after, you know, 2023-24, all bets are off, folks. That's when things are going to get really hot and heavy, and I don't think it's going to be a great time to be a Jets fan. But all we can do is hope that Somewhere in between now and then, uh, the Jets can find some level of success because 
after that, it's going to be a, a, a pretty lean few years. I'm going to have to guess, but I'm not going to try and get your hopes uh, dashed too much. You know, let me know what you want to see the team do, especially with Dubois or some of these other free agents. Again, drop them in the YouTube comments below or hit me at my social medias on Twitter. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Before we go any further, I just wanted to give you a heads up that starting next week, we're going to have a change to our schedule. Uh, obviously, right now, we're still technically in season. So we have like daily episodes every weekday. But next week and, and into the off season, we'll have three uh, three episodes a week. So just stay tuned for that. For the rest of this week, though, we'll continue to give you free agent updates and track whatever is happening with the whole Pierre-Luc Dubois trade stuff, plus maybe even a Wheeler trade. And if anything crazy happens, a Nassim Kadri signing. <laughs> I can't even believe that's a thing, man. What a weird, weird, weird offseason for the Jets. But that's going to be all the time that we have for you folks tonight. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked on NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Like, follow, and subscribe to Locked on NHL on your favorite podcasting platforms of choice. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.